0: Welcome back Giants fans so the 2022 NFL Draft is in the books we went over day one and day two we have not talked about day three yet I had to familiarize myself with the prospects that we got we had a lot of picks in rounds four through six so we're gonna go over those guys today we'll talk about the draft as a whole towards the end of the video now before we get into all the draft stuff some news just came out and it's positive news I'll tell you that Zach Rosenblatt tweeted that the Giants are moving on from Chris Pettit the director of college scouting and it's also been announced that Kyle O'Brien the Giants of course took him over from the Lions a couple years ago he's gone as well so Joe Shane is cleaning out the front office Chris Pettit was one of those scouts that was infatuated with Saquon Barkley that pick of course kind of backfired so to get him out of the building Kyle O'Brien clear out some of those Dave guttleman guys that's all good news but it does show you that Joe Shane has a lot of say in this organization so definitely some positive news and Chris Pettit's a guy that a lot of Giants fans have wanted fired for a while. So we got what we wanted here. It made sense to do it after the draft, not before. You're not going to fire a scout right before the draft. You might as well wait till the draft's over, then do it after. And that's what happened. So that's some good news. And Joe Shane can hire his own scouts now. So that's going to be fun. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like always helps out and let's get into it. So as I said, we already went over all the picks from the first two days of the draft. That includes, of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Wandel Robinson in round two, Joshua Izuda in round three, and Cordell Flots in round three as well. So if you missed my video on those guys and you want to watch it, then by all means go ahead. But we're gonna talk about the guys in round four first. Daniel Bellinger, tight end out of San Diego State. Knowing me, I'll probably slip up and call him Cody Bellinger a couple times. My baseball people know what I'm talking about, but I'll try and keep it to Daniel Bellinger. Anyway, 6'5, 253. He ran a 46340, which of course is really good for a tight end. He had a pretty impressive combine for the most part as well, which was nice to see. He did average eleven point three. Yards per catch and had five touchdowns over the past three seasons. Now, Bellinger was definitely underutilized in the passing game. I went back and watched a couple of his games and, like, they barely threw him the ball. So, we all know the story about George Kittle how he was very underutilized when he was at Iowa. Not saying Daniel Bellinger's the next George Kittle, but sometimes when you have these tight ends that were not really featured in the passing game, There is some untapped potential here, so that's very exciting. He is not a crisp route runner. He takes a while to get out of his breaks. I noticed that, of course. He is a good enough blocker. He's physical. He understands leverage. He has good technique, always locks his arms. So he definitely is a better blocker than the last tight end we had that's now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, not naming names. But he... Could improve in some areas, but he should be an above-average blocker from day one. He does have good balance for a tight end. He can make some things happen after the catch. I saw him juke a couple guys, so I'm not saying this guy's gonna score an 80-yard touchdown anytime soon, but he does have some pretty decent yards after catchability for a tight ends. He has really good hands, at a very low drop rate throughout his career, had no drops in the 2021 season. That's very impressive. The guy has 11-inch hands. That's like 99th percentile for tight ends, so the guy with hands that big should not be dropping the ball anyway but yeah the fact that he's sure handed is very nice to know of course once again. Not taking shots at the last tight end we had, but that was a problem as well. He should be an inline tight end for the most part. As I said, he's an above average blocker. I think he could get better, of course, but he has a real chance to be the tight end one for the Giants. Of course, they have guys on the roster right now like Ricky Seals-Jones, Jordan Akins, guys that are pretty good veterans. We saw what Ricky Seals-Jones did against us last year in week number two, but still, those guys are not like must-start guys week one. So Daniel Bellinger should have a real chance to start week one as long as he plays well in camp and preseason and all that. So as I mentioned combine was pretty respectable now pff does a good job in their draft guide of showing you what's above average for tight ends and what's average what's below average and he's pretty much above average in just about every category the only places he's kind of lower in but it's still average is arm length which is 32.6 inches and his 20 yard shuttle was 4.44 but outside of that Everything else is at a pretty high level. His three cones above average, his broad jump of 10 feet, five inches is well above average. His vertical jump and bench press they are just under the above average category, but still they are very good. 22 bench reps, a 35 inch vertical leap you'll take that any day. I mentioned the four, six, three, 40, the 11 inch hands, the arm length, as I mentioned, a bit shorter, but 6'5, 253. Good size for a tight end. So I'm excited for this guy. I'm not. Gonna say he's the next George Kittle, obviously, but I do think he has a chance to have like legitimate playing time for this team. As I mentioned, Jordan Aikens, Ricky Seals Jones, they're fine. But those guys have been backups throughout their career for a reason. So I think with Daniel Bellinger, he's a fourth round pick. There's a lot to like here. There could be some untapped potential once again because he was not used that much in the passing game in college. This is a pick I'm excited for, and we'll see how his career pans out. Next to pick number 114 overall. So this was two picks after Daniel Bellinger. The Giants acquired this pick in day two when they traded back with the Atlanta Falcons. They acquired this pick from them. They get Dame Belton a safety out of Iowa. He's 6'1-2 five ran a 4-4-3-40 in 2021 alone this guy had 46 tackles three for loss five interceptions and seven pass breakups a very impressive season for him he played this cash position we've heard of like the term money backer and all that but Iowa called it cash now he was a guy responsible for playing in the box guarding slot receivers deep coverage they pretty much asked him to do everything there was times he would play way off the line of scrimmage times he would be in the box you know Manning up in the slot, things like that. So he would do everything for this defense. And the Giants, of course, they want to take advantage of that versatility. Now, with Jabril Peppers gone, you look at the Giants' safety room. There's not that many guys. There's Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, who was drafted as a cornerback, and now Dame Belton. So like, there's not many safeties on this roster. So a strong safety, in particular, was definitely needed. Dame Belton can play that role. And because of the Giants' lack of depth at that position on the roster, Dame Belton has a chance to start Week One as well. So the Giants. May look to bring in a veteran and unsign a guy. Hopefully not like the Antoine Buffet type route, but hopefully they bring in somebody who has something left in the tank to maybe compete with Dane Belton and not hand this rookie fourth round pick the starting strong safety job week one. Julian Love can compete as well. I don't look at him as like a starting safety. I like Julian Love as more of like that backup Swiss Army knife type guy that can play every position in the secondary. I don't want to have to rely on Julian Love to be a starter, but if he could be on the bench, that would be great. Maybe in the future, we'll look up um, some strong safeties that are still out there on the free agent market. Anyway... When I watched him, I saw a couple missed tackles, and I noticed he was going, like, way too fast. He, like, he's one of those guys that, like, plays at 100 miles per hour, so maybe, like, dial it back just a bit. Not a bad thing, necessarily, but sometimes you get, like, a little overexcited. You'll miss an easy tackle here and there, so you can't have that as a safety, of course. But this guy definitely has the physicality to play in the NFL. He's good at tracking the ball, makes plays in the ball, good ball skills. He has all that stuff, so... I think the only concerns with him, and this is based on the NFL page, I really did not go and look for his weaknesses myself, but they did say there's a lack of athleticism, okay, I get that. Things like taking bad angles to the ball, there's one that just says he has no idea where the football is at times, that's obviously not a good thing, so yeah, we'll watch out for that stuff, so there's going to be some downsides, of course, in the fourth round, but at the same time, this guy does have the physicality, once again, he has the versatility, and the Giants absolutely needed a safety with Jabril Peppers now in New England, so... It's a fine pick. We'll see what happens with him. And I'm not expecting all that much this rookie year. But if he develops into something and a versatile guy for this team and can maybe be like a better version of Julian Love, that's fine with me. Next we have pick number 146 overall. This was acquired from the Jets when the Giants traded back in round two the first time. So they took Micah McFadden, a linebacker out of Indiana. He's 6'1", 240, ran a 6.883 cone, that's 88th percentile for linebackers, a 4.15 20-yard shuttle, 87th percentile for linebackers played in a very blitz heavy scheme at Indiana of course Don Martindale linebackers blitz like crazy on that defense so that's gonna be a good scheme fit for the Giants he has tons of experience in college put up some really good numbers in three years he had 14 sacks 35 tackles for loss and almost 200 tackles in that three-year span he has clear leadership traits I saw a video of him hyping up the team in the huddle before the game and you like that type of stuff I'm not expecting a fifth round rookie to hype up the entire giant NFL team right away, but at least he has those leadership traits. That's a good thing. He, like Dane Belton, is very physical. He'll attack the ball with reckless abandon in a good way, not in a bad way, but he just does not care. He'll put his body on the line. He has a shorter wingspan, 31.2-inch wingspan. That's kind of a downside. His change of direction is not elite. That, of course, is something you would like to have with a linebacker. Um, He's just very physical, and I think he will fit this scheme very well, so that's why the Giants made this pick you notice that with some of these picks it's just good scheme fits there's a linebacker we took later that's also a good scheme fit we'll get to that but at the very worst you're looking at Micah McFadden to be a special teams guy to make tackles on kickoffs like that's worst case scenario I do think he has a chance to play on third downs I think this guy would be a perfect player to put in on third and mediums third and longs third and eight third and ten whatever and he could be a guy that can blitz very well and can also back up in coverage very well so i'm fine with that he has good instincts in the past game he can blitz the quarterback as we know so this guy might be specifically a third down linebacker to start out his career but that's fine with me we saw times last year where tay crowder got torched in coverage the jd mckissick play the daryl henderson touchdown versus the rams we saw a lot of that. So if Micah McFadden can play better pass coverage than Tay Crowder, then we may see some more Micah, uh, Micah McFadden on third down plays. Next, at pick number 147 overall, so the pick right after Micah McFadden, the Giants took DJ Davidson, a defensive tackle out of Arizona State. He's 6'3", 327, in 2021 had 57 tackles, six tackles for a loss, and four passes defended. He can take on multiple blockers. He fills gaps, all the boring stuff that a good football team we'll need, but I don't have the highest expectations. There are limitations to this guy's game, unfortunately. He's pretty much only a two-down player. He plays very stiff. There's pretty much no Pass rushing upside to his game, so like my expectation level is not too high. The Giants do have David Moa, Justin Ellis guys in front of him on the depth chart right now, so we'll see if he can earn himself some playing time. But the Giants did need a nose tackle. I was hoping for more of a earlier pick, like a Travis Jones type guy. That would have been my dream personally. But the Giants waited. I get it. It's a positional value thing, which I value as well, so I completely understand it. But with DJ Davidson, yeah, my expectations are not the highest. But if he somehow comes in here and earns the starting job, which, once again, is not impossible. It's David Moa and Justin Ellis. It's not like you're playing against, you know, um, Fletcher Cox or somebody like that. Like this is not the hardest competition level, so maybe DJ Davidson shocks everybody here and becomes a starting, uh, you know, nose tackle on first and second downs. Once again, I don't expect this guy to be in on third downs anytime soon, but if he can stop the run at a high level, that's fine with me. So I'm happy the Giants are not really allocating a bunch of assets into a guy that stops the run. It's fine. It's a late pick in the draft. Hopefully he pans out, but we'll see what happens with DJ Davidson with pick number one seven the three in the fifth round the Giants took Marcus McKeithen and guard out of North Carolina this may sound familiar because the Giants took another guard out of North Carolina they took Joshua Izuda in the third round 67th overall they take another North Carolina offensive lineman here with Marcus McKethan. Now with him, he's a very big guy, especially for a guard. 6'6", 340 pounds. He was a starting right guard for North Carolina from 2019 to 2021. He's going to be a guy who's better in a power scheme. He's not really the best guy on the move, of course. Being that big, you can't expect a guy like that to be that great out in open space. He does drive his feet very well in the run game. I think he's a pretty good run blocker from what I've seen. He has a great anchor. Obviously, being that big, like you do not see him on his heels very often. Has a great anchor. So in terms of like creating running lanes and not allowing pass rushes on bull rushes. He can do that stuff, but it's the stuff outside of that which is the concern here for Marcus McKeithen. How does he do on screen plays, pulling? How does he deal with linebackers blitzing or or pass rushers that beat you with quickness? How can he handle those things? That's the concern here. But when I watched McKeithen, I only saw two games of his, but still, when I watched him, I was like, I was impressed for the most part. I, I think there is something here. He's not going to be a day one starter. You have to kind of fix them things maybe he has to lose a bit of weight here and make himself a bit quicker and things like that we'll see but as a death piece I mean you could have you know it could have been worse you know what I mean like I do see some potential here you can't teach that size he is very strong as I mentioned he's a good run blocker for the most part so I was fine with the pick honestly I'm not going to sit here and expect this, you know, fifth-round pick to be a starter anytime soon, but if the Giants coaching staff is actually good, and, you know, Bobby Johnson's a good offensive line coach, and hopefully they can get the most out of Marcus McKeithen. Now, the final pick here was Darian Beavers, a linebacker out of Cincinnati, 182 overall, 6'4", 243, really good size for a linebacker. He went to UConn and played edge his first two years before transferring to Cincinnati. To play some off ball linebacker. He plays downhill. He's an excellent blitzer. He has some of that pass rushing background from his UConn days, so he does have some decent pass rushing moves. No, I don't think he'll line up on the edge anytime soon, but he can put pass rushing moves on guys. He has that ability. I just don't think he'll line up as an edge guy um, for the Giants. He does have a 16.5% missed tackle rate, according to PFF. That's not good. It has to be a lot better. You want to cut that in half, I think. So that's something that has to be improved on. He does not not have the sideline to sideline speed that teams desire at the linebacker position. Now for the combine, his vertical 20-yard shuttle, three-cone and broad jumper all above average for the linebacker position. This is a pretty good athlete for the most part. He sheds blocks easily, definitely has the physicality for the NFL. You notice that with the Giants, that was kind of a trend here with Dane Belton, Micah McFadden, and now Darian Beavers. Those are three very physical defenders, guys that can play at a physical level and probably will have no Problems adjusting to the NFL level last season, he had 98 tackles along with four sacks and 11 tackles for a loss. And honestly, watching him, I hate to make this hot take, and I, I love this guy, so I don't want to like badmouth him. But I think he might be a better player than Tay Crowder. I'm not gonna lie. So it would not shock me. I mean, of course, tate Crowder might be on the roster bubble because you know he's a guy from the previous regime. Great story, being a Mr. Irrelevant pick. But let's be honest, the Giants could do better than Tate Crowder so I look at a guy like Darian Beavers I think he's a better player and it would not shock me at all if he you know passes him on the depth chart by the time the season starts now with Beavers and McFadden in here what does that mean for TJ Brunson Tate Crowder Justin Hilliard Carter Coughlin Cam Brown You know, there's going to be some competition level, and at least maybe a couple of those guys may be gone from this team. So there will be some good roster battles going on there at the linebacker position. That's the good news. As I mentioned, the Giants could definitely use another strong safety on this roster. So the roster is not totally done yet, but the Giants did have a lot of picks, 11 picks in this draft, and they got themselves some pretty good talent for the most part. And the Giants definitely went younger in this draft, it felt like. Guys like Cordell Flott, Daniel Bellinger, Belton um izuda the first two picks with um thibodeau and neil and then you even have wandel robinson like those guys are all very young i mean guys like dj davidson and even darian bieber's a bit like those guys are a bit older but for the most part the giants had more of like a younger approach in this draft so you know, maybe they are going to put a lot of faith in that coaching staff to get the most out of these young guys, but that's fine. Like, I, I think there's no problem with it. I hope the Giants didn't, like, just go for the younger players and pass on better older players, but we'll find out how the draft pans out. But anyway... There's 11 picks we had in this draft, and I think you're just hoping that the first two work out very well. Of course, guys like Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, they have superstar potential. You're hoping that both those guys turn out to be very useful NFL starters. And honestly, like out of 11, I think like maybe two or three other guys out of that next nine should at least be decent players. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to hope, of course, that Wandale Robinson is used the right way and the Giants can utilize him in the correct way and give him some passing volume. Joshua Izuda, can he be the starting left guard one day? We'll find out. Daniel Bellinger, can he be the starting tight end? Maybe. Cordell Flots, can he be the starting uh, slot corner at some point? Maybe. So there's going to be guys that will get opportunities on this team. And as for, like, the later guys, the Dame Beltons, the Micah McFaddens, DJ Davidson, and uh, McKeith and Beavers, Those guys, I think, will have their opportunities. The Giants at those positions specifically are not stacked. McKeithen has a chance at left guard. Beavers can be the linebacker right behind Blake Martinez. Same thing for McFadden. DJ Davidson, I mentioned his competition level is not that high, so... You look at guys like that, Dame Belton, there's like no strong safety on this roster outside of Julian Love. So there are, there's not much competition level at those positions. So if those guys really impress and like really improve and just have great preseasons. They can get some starting snaps, you know, before we know it. So I can't I can't sit here and expect all these guys to come on right away and be great as rookies, but I would hope at least a few of these guys from like round four on can be useful NFL players going forward. So we'll find out. Overall, I was pretty you know excited and happy with the draft. Uh, the first day went just fabulously. The second day, it was a, you know, there were some picks I was a bit like confused by, but just the more I like researched those guys, I was like, okay, I see the vision. As long as Joe Shane and the coaching staff sees the vision and uses those guys the right way, I can get on board. I think Cordell Floth can be a good slot corner. Um, Izuda definitely has some potential, as we know. And as I said with Wandell Robinson, yes, he's a bit smaller, but if the Giants actually utilize him the right way and don't do what the Rams did with Tavon Austin a, a decade ago, um, that pick can end up being worth it as well. And look, with Kadarius Tony's uncertainty, With the injury history and same thing with Kenny Galladay, you know, wide receiver is not the worst thing in the world. The Giants wide receiver three would have had to have been injured Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton. So like a wide receiver pick early is not the worst thing in the world. Was it a bit confusing, I guess, over guys like Sky Moore? Sure. But you know, we'll see how it pans out. So I'm not gonna sit here and do like draft grades, but I think the Giants did a pretty good job for the most part. So We're going to see how they utilize these guys, how many snaps they play. It really just depends on how Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal turn out because if those guys end up being like all pro-level players, this draft will be looked back on very fondly. Like The rest of the draft can bust, but as long as those two guys end up being as great as they can be, then I think we're going to come away with this draft very satisfied. So... I'm excited, and I think the Giants did a really good job, you know, navigating in that first round, the smoke screens and all that. Joe Shane now being here. No more Chris Pettit. That's great news, of course. So hopefully, this is the. the page that had to be turned for the New York Giants. Hopefully we got the Giants back. I feel optimistic for the first time in a long time. I'm not expecting a 10-win season next year by any means. But at the same time, I feel like the Giants are now trending in the right direction. I actually believe it for the first time in a while. So it's going to take some patience. It may take until 2024, three at best to see the wins start to pile up. But at the same time, Joe Shane has a vision. There's a good process in place. You know, he's getting good front office people. And there's good coaches now, it seems like. So I'm excited for Brian Dable as well. A lot of it depends on Daniel Jones. If we get a good Daniel Jones year, this team can probably win eight nine games but if it's more of a mediocre slash bad Daniel Jones year it might be a five or six win team so I'd hate to put a lot of pressure on number eight but it does come down to a lot of how he plays this will be Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's best situation as New York Giants you know probably since uh Daniel Jones's rookie year back in 2019 so if the coaching staff puts those guys in the position to succeed and Daniel Jones plays his best ball and you know has somewhere around like 3,800 passing yards and 27 touchdowns and like under 12 interceptions then hey the Giants might actually have that 9 or 10 win season we'll see anyway I hope you guys enjoyed the video definitely plenty of more Giants videos coming out this offseason I got to do the Evan Neal film review at some point and I definitely want to do Wandale Robinson at some point as well so stay tuned for that Um, leave in the comments if you want to do draft grades leave your draft grades in the comments or who was your favorite pick in this draft all that type of stuff hopefully you guys enjoyed and I'll talk to you guys next time